and we are finally back after a two-week hiatus we're back um with another episode of civil discord um if, if you've forgotten who i am and my name my name is maurice <laughs> and across from me again via the zooms as always from the great state of the people's republic of california is amanda amanda how are you doing so much great so much state um there's a lot of state uh but i'm i'm doing all right in spite of the presence of the state uh and it's and it's sub uh tentacles so exactly. had a wonderful time earlier this month uh partying with the good folks over at the good morning liberty podcast uh flew out to tennessee where it was much freer but also much more humid uh and uh you did the 500th episode party so that was so much fun and uh yeah just been Definitely. chilling i'm i'm actually quite upset that i missed it um my wife had a friend one of her best friends in town and so it had just kind of uh coincided with that and i was just like oh well okay and i was trying to i'm going into a new job in in august and we're and we're foregoing an entire month of income so i was like ah, i can't afford to spend yeah. you know so much money on plane ticket but um i will the the very the, the next ones that we have i'm going to be there like not even a question I'm going to be there i love that podcast that is a podcast that has motivated me to do a lot of things in life um and that is a free plug for them I mean, and I will freely plug away for them for probably the duration of this entire podcast yeah. um, life, as long as yeah. we're doing this, because they, they're doing great things um, and they're, they're far greater than we than, than I can ever than I ever will be. Um, and they for brought the time us being. together. They yes, they did. Together. They really did. They brought us together <laughs> because of them. We have started this podcast um, and so forth. Um, I like you, like last week, I was actually um, at a coaching school. So do, learning, learning how to coach some some high school basketball and and so forth which was fun um got to hear a lot of great coaches speak um nick saban for anybody who follows college football the great coach of alabama jimbo fisher who's now coaching at texas a&m um hearing them and then a lot of like state high school coaches that that are great winners as in winning three straight basketball championships in a row in the state of texas uh that is that's a, a feat that i don't think will ever be accomplished again i mean that that's phenomenal so, and, so do and he, they no go on no i mean I, and the, the the that that specific coach has been at this high school for three years and they've won the state championship all three years like it's not even like it's crazy that is awesome so do they give inspiring speeches about how to give inspiring speeches because that's what i imagine coaching school is like well yeah so it's so jimbo fisher and uh and nick saban yes because they're not giving away any of what they're doing at their programs. So other right. schools can, can listen to what they're doing. They're definitely not doing that. But the, other, but, but the other coaches, they're actually more willing to like, hey, this is what we do. This is how we operate our practices. These are some of the drills that we run. This is how we incorporate a lot of what we do in our practice and our gameplay and so forth. And it, it was quite interesting. And of course, me going to be a first year coach, I loved every bit of it. Loved so every cool. bit of it. That is so, so cool. It was fun. Um, I'm excited. I start. Again, even though I am, I'm as, I'm an ANCAP, anarcho-capitalist or whatnot, I'm, I start my, um, my deceit or my descent. I'm sorry, my deceit. I'm not, de <laughs> I'm not deceiving anybody. I start, maybe that was a Freudian slip. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll be deceiving a lot of people. Yeah, be, I'll be deceiving a, a, a lot of kids into, um, into more anarchism than, uh, than socialism in the schools. But I am slowly starting my descent into teaching, which I was, which I will start next year's uh, next next month. I'm sorry, so I'm excited for that. I really am excited. Awesome. Um, but uh, when to, to start things off, I uh, 
I, I shared this, this, this specific TikTok and yes, people I'm on TikTok. Um, you can follow me at straight underscore and capping. Cause that's all I do. Um, straight and capping, uh, on TikTok. Uh, we don't, we don't have a TikTok as far as this podcast is concerned, we but should, I do though. have a personal one. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I have yet to figure out TikTok. I just follow up okay. because I haven't posted anything yet. So, all right. um, but this TikTok was, was sent to me um by 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 one of my um by one of my siblings and she was like oh you guys have got to show this and and i think this is a great example i'm probably not gonna play the whole thing because it is foolishness but i think this is a great example of what happens when you don't have conversations with people and you literally just sit in your own echo chamber and just and um and and allow things to just kind of to, to escalate to where things are today to, to where we are in america so i'm gonna play this and again you, hopefully you guys just hear the audio but you will get the gist this woman i believe she is in a victoria's secret um and things are about to go down so here we go yeah it's you it's you uh-uh uh-uh now you are, oh my god oh my god do you see this, this lady is starting to cry because she's being oh recorded god, She's literally I've kneeling on the floor. Like She's like almost she kneeling on the floor, hand, hand in her hands. And now she... Did you see her? You saw her, right? They all saw her. Oh, my God. Karen had a breakdown. She tried to hit me. Ask your workers. She tried to hit me. Yeah, this is after the lady literally reached for her phone, freaking out. Yep, things are about to get worse. No, why don't she walk away from me? No, I was here. No, 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 no. We're not doing this. Why don't I walk away from her? Why don't she get away from me? She could get away. Go wherever you want to go. I think this is when she. So now this lady's literally getting on the ground and starting to freak out. I don't know what is going on. Now she feels like she's seizing, just shaking her yeah. legs. This is ridiculous. It's a wrap. She, she, she proceeds to follow her around. Oh, it's still playing. She proceeds, yeah, sorry. It's all right. She proceeds to follow her around the store and tell her to not have her phone on. Um, which to me seems somewhat counterintuitive because if I didn't want to be recorded, the last thing that I would do is follow the person who was recording me. Exactly. Um, however, you know, and I wrote this in, in our show notes, this is why I don't wear bras. <laughs> so I don't even have to because ladies, if, if you're like an A cup or below, you don't need to put yourself through that misery. So that's just some advice. Uh, you don't have to. So yeah, just avoid this, avoid these shenanigans entirely. Uh, but I think you're right. I think it's a good point that this is, this is what happens when all you do is you just whip out your phone and you don't engage there are people in the video there are people around and they're just uh, you know i i you ask yourself what what would you do in that kind of situation would you just pretend that nothing was happening because you know maybe that would further escalate the situation if you intervened or would you actually say something like what the heck are both of you women doing right uh 
and I, I don't really, I think it depends on the situation. For sure. Um, but it's, it is a good example of, of what happens when you just don't interact. Definitely. And, and I, and I've always thought like, okay, like what would I do in situations like that? Kind of like you said, and I've always said that if it doesn't pertain to me, I typically don't jump in until my version of the nap has been violated. So if mm-hmm. somebody, so if that lady had put her hands on somebody and she, she attempted to hit her in the beginning of the video. And as soon as she did that, smacking the phone out of the hand, the, at that moment is like, okay, somebody's got to step in and, and deescalate a situation and say like, okay, what's going on? Like, right. what are you doing? And granted, I don't know what happened prior to that prior to the woman, you know, pulling out her phone and recording, nobody in this, in this particular um, situation is, is innocent. Partly because I feel like a lot of times we, we, we don't speak civilly to each other and we don't know how to deescalate a situation. And all we do is, is we, we, we know how to, how to make things worse and never make things better. I mean, and, and I, I think that our current president is probably doing, is doing that is making things a whole lot worse and not making anything better. Now, granted, can, can you argue that any president has really made made society better? I mean, I think you can. I, I think you can. There, there are a few. There are few and far between um, or whatnot. I, I would say George Washington made things better for people or whatnot. Now, after that, I mean, maybe Calvin Coolidge, because he thought that the the position was above him. And uh, and and he should he thought that nobody deserved to be in the presidential role, which I 100 percent right. agree with him for or whatnot. And so he governed that specific way or whatnot. But um, you could argue that. I mean, if, if somebody were to tell me that no president made things better as soon as they get in the office, I would completely agree. And uh, and Amanda, what what is this current administration administration? My goodness, can I speak um, administration starting to do or doing? To, uh, to try to make things better, but they're not making things better. Oh, well, I mean, many things, I think specifically what you're referring to is there, there are a lot of executive orders being issued um, because as, as you know, uh, the fact that the legislative branch is outlined in, in Article One is absolutely meaningless. And so legislators are, aren't allowed to legislate. So there's a new executive order in town. Uh, and this one is going to order markets to be free. Uh, this is an executive order on promoting competition in the American economy. So an executive order to promote competition is one of the more ironic things that I have heard in this lifetime. Uh, And the interesting thing about this order is that it begins very well. It says all the right things, it hits all the right notes, but then you start to realize, well, wait, if you really believed in free markets, you probably wouldn't be issuing an executive order. And indeed, exactly. when we get further down in the, uh, you know, the fine print, which is really the main print of of the executive order, it 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 changes a bit. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, and so I uh, and I I agree with you. Like the, the first few lines, are, I'm like, oh man, like okay, like Joe Biden actually saying something. It's a fair and open and competitive marketplace has long been a cornerstone of the American economy. It has. It's long been been trampled on, but it is still a, a vital. It is a vital cornerstone of the of the American economy because that is what drives a lot of other countries to want to be like America. That's why you have the Hong Kongs of the world and the Beijings who are able to thrive because they have somewhat of a free market within their cities that everybody else, that, that, that the rest of the country doesn't have. So it says, while excessive market concentration threatens 
um, threatens basic economic liberties, liberties, democratic accountability and the welfare of workers, farmers, small business and startups. And so I'm like, okay, like, where's this guy going with all this? Yeah. Like, like, okay, this is, this is sounding good. Again, I don't like executive orders, but I'm like, hmm, what, you know, where, where is this going? He starts talking about like how, if you don't have competition, you can't, you, you know, you can't bargain for higher wages, which is very true. I literally just did that in my current role in my job transition. Used one, used one competitor, used one competitor versus another because they were they were competing for my labor. Like you can do these things. I mean, you can do them now, and th- th- they go into it. And then, so in order to make things better, he creates an oversight committee to oversee the competition to make things better. And I think that that is that is probably one of the most ironic things. It's the government getting in to make to make competition greater when has that has never been the case. Now, for those people who don't understand what an executive order is, it is in essence, it's not necessarily a law, but it's saying, hey, the president is saying, hey, this is what we're going to do. And by decree, I'm going to do this. And everybody just follows it, a.k.a. his executive branch just follows that and they enforce whatever that is like a law, a.k.a. the federal mandates to wear a mask on transportation. Those are executive orders. There is no law stating that. So when they say by federal law, you say you're wrong. It's not a federal law. Show me what law it is. Now, I'm not saying you practice that sovereign citizen stuff because that doesn't work a lot of times. But um, an executive order is literally just one branch of the government saying, hey, this is how we are going to enforce things within our branch. And everybody just assumes that's a law. So unfortunately, people don't quite understand how our government works, which is which is what we're here for. Um, we're here to have conversations about, about how they work and whatnot. But to promote a free market, to create more regulations, to promote a free market is kind of not how a free market works. Right. And the the other problem, too, is that the point of this executive order, the the big bad guy here is consolidation. So Joe Biden starts out and the executive order says, you know, competition is so great and startups and all of these small businesses are being harmed by consolidation. There's a lot of antitrust language in there. And so what is the solution? The solution is to create a, a to create a consolidated entity that is going to monitor whether other entities are getting too consolidated. Now you're saying, of course, well, but that's different, Amanda. This is a public consolidated entity versus a private consolidated entity. And that's quite true. So if you have a large company in the private sector, you can not, you cannot purchase products from the large company. If you have a large federal bureaucracy, try not paying taxes sometime and see how that goes. Try not giving the government and all of these consolidated bodies your money. I also find it interesting that at the same time that we are talking about how bad consolidation is and how bad big businesses are which but what what is the bad thing about big businesses if 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 a business is successful and it's just doing well and it's not preventing other people from entering the market and being able to participate on a level playing field, then what's the problem? Well, there's not one. But then again, you say, but that's not what's happening. What's happening is that these 
corporations are preventing small guys from coming in and entering and, and participating equally. Well, how are they able to do that? They're able to do it because they help to write the laws and the restrictions and the regulations that keep others out. I can tell you this, big businesses would be happy to pass like a $20 an hour minimum wage. And how many small businesses would that put out of work? Companies are happy to be regulated as long as they can be the ones writing the regulations. That's very true, very true. And one thing that I noticed, it was saying, um, which I find so ironic, it says the council shall be led by the assistant to the to the president of economic policy and director of national economic council who shall serve as a chair of council in addition the council shall consist of the following members now for those of you who don't quite understand a lot of the the issues that um that we have within our industries these are these are leaders of areas that are not so free market um the secretary of the treasury Mm, okay uh the secretary of defense they don't there's no free market in defense none whatsoever the attorney general um i i guess you could say there's a free market in law um i mean not in the enforcement of law but there's a free market in and being able to practice law secretary of agriculture that is nowhere close to a free market whatsoever if you look at the regulations that's that that these farmers have people get paid to not farm like, yes, like people get paid to not farm. Hey, we don't want you to produce. We, we don't want you to produ- produce too much crops because we want to make sure that we limit certain things. Like, I'm serious. This stuff happens. The secretary of commerce. Um, yeah. Try driving. Try building your own roads and 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 and, and d- d- determining who gets to buy what or whatnot. Like the secretary of labor. I, I guess you could say labor is kind of a free market. Uh, you know, I, because I, I, I get to negotiate my salary wherever I go and whatever I do. I mean, heck, again, I literally just did that. I left one job I was going to. They offered me a whole bunch of money to stick around. And I took that offer and went to my other employer and said, hey, so but but secretary of transportation, uh, again, you try not registering your vehicle and driving and driving on your public roads i have tried doing that it hasn't gone well (laughs) exactly don't do it don't do these things and so i i just it's just it's hilarious that that you say hey we're going to promote free markets and we're going to promote competition but yet you have put people on this board on this council that don't do that and i think the the most egregious one of all for me is the secretary of treasury the secretary of defense and the secretary of agriculture like those three by far are i'm surprised that they didn't do something to, to i mean they have health and human services but i'm surprised they didn't do anything with hey the uh this the 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 leader of the the um social security or the person who heads up uh all of all of all of medical uh, all of your medical care the leader of the va like I'm surprised they didn't do all of these things because even then those are not free markets you're taking people who don't know how to operate in free markets to say, hey, tell people how to operate in free market. That's like, uh, it's, it's, it is ridiculous. And I, I just find it ironic. I know people are like, okay, Maurice, like really serious. Go look at farmers and how they produce things and what is going on. And you will see that is nowhere close to a free market, even though you buy your stuff off the shelf. Yeah, I, so I, and I get secretary of labor being part of this committee. 
Oh, it, what do, what does Secretary of Defense have to do with? Well, honestly, if Secretary of Defense is enforcing competition. I'm quite worried. Um, <laughs> be that be that as it may, uh, I I will absolutely obey all those. Or, well, again, that's they've got the the you know the F-15s, right? Is that exactly. how they're going to enforce? The nukes. The, okay, the yeah, want to take on yeah, the government. They have those. They will nuke you if you don't if you don't uh, de. Well, yeah, that, that's how they deconsolidate company. They're just gonna drop it i mean i need to stop talking um but you make a good point about how how so many of these appointees have no idea about how to run a private business because the way that the dc bureaucracy works and i know because i grew up in the dc area there's kind of this you know this circle that emanates from from the nation's capital and within a given radius it's just a bunch of the same people coming from the same families going in and out of the same federal positions it is very rare that you've got you know a small town farmer who's all being subsidized not to grow corn um it's very rare that you have someone from outside dc come into dc to become a bureaucrat when they have worked previously in the private sector. Right. Uh, I find it so rich that the Secretary of the Treasury is is, is going to be helping out with this. I because they know all about letting uh, letting people compete for exactly. uh, you know for uh, they know all about deconsolidating. Right. Right. I will say. I put the notes in here and I was like, at least this isn't quote unquote creating new jobs. So it's just more way to funnel some money. So these are people who are already working for the government and are, and are making their thing. So I was like, oh, okay. At least he's not picking some random people that, um, that, 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 that have his specific agenda, even though all, even though he has, in essence, he has, because he, he determines all of these, his cabinet members, which is fine, but at least he's not creating some other jobs to do this and creating more more dollars out of taxpayers' pockets to pay for a competitive council or whatever you want to call it. So I, I guess there's always some silver lining in everything the government does. Um, now, granted, I, now who's to say that that the, that this this specific council won't create more councils or won't create more agencies to to create more jobs um, to stimulate the economy because that's what. That, that's that's what free market is it's making making made-up jobs and take and stealing people's money to fund these made-up jobs that's exactly what the free market is right and that's how this functions couldn't agree i i couldn't agree more uh this is this is an executive order to promote competition from somebody who does not know how competition is promoted exactly Gotta love it. Well, I mean, and 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 again, I I just I just I just think I think it's fascinating. Um, I don't like executive orders. I never have, probably never will. Um, again, I'm an anarchist, anarcho-capitalist, whatever you want to deem me, um, whether it's bad connotation or not. Um, I I do not think that somebody should be able to tell me how to run my life who lives thousands of miles away from me. Um, if you were my HOA, maybe a little different. I, I mean, they can be tyrannical too, but maybe it's slightly different than somebody who's, who's a thousand miles away from me. So, but speaking of creating um, all these businesses and big businesses and 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 everything that's going on, we have this um, this section two thirty is back in the news again, as it has been 
man, I feel like Section 230 has been in the news for the past five to six years. Like since the 2016 election, Section 230 has been in the news about, oh, what, what, what these big tech companies who are monopolies who need to be throttled because they are throttling com- com- uh, competition, in which they are. I'm not saying that they're not. But they're throttling competition because Amanda, Amanda touched it, touched on it earlier because they're the ones writing the regulations so people can't enter the market. Like let's let's not act like I'm not saying that that tech is a, is a free market and that creating these social media platforms is is in essence a free market. Um, it's more free than a lot of things that we do, but nowhere close to it to it being being an actual free market. But for those who have not heard, um. The, the press secretary and everybody have come out and deliberately said not 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 subliminal not not none of this um, whatever Donald Trump was doing when 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 they said he was um he was he was like I, I don't know like activating certain trigger words to say like oh dog whistling yeah dog whistling you're not he, there was no dog whistling here it was literally coming out and saying. Jen Pasecki Pasecki I don't know how to pronounce her last name the press secretary the circle back girl. Um, comes back and cir- circles back to, to Section 230 like she circles back to everything else and says, hey, we are partnering with Facebook to label things misinformation. Kid you not, she said the government, the office of the presidency is partnering with Facebook, a quote unquote private company to label things as misinformation and to have things removed off of the platform. And she goes further and says, if you get removed off of Facebook, you should be removed off of all forms of of social media, not just Facebook. So the beloved Donald Trump should be removed from everything, from TikTok, from Clapper, from Parler, from YouTube. He should be the next Alex Jones. Your thoughts? Yeah, and, and it's it's not just Saki's giving this as her opinion, right? What she's saying is, no, this is what the administration is doing. The Surgeon General is helping to flag Facebook posts for misinformation. We're providing guidance about how if you're banned from one platform, you should be banned from all platforms. Okay, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like antitrust. <laughs> That's or that sounds like an antitrust violation right there. This yes, we're going to have these platforms colluding together. To, that is stymieing competition. That's that's what you're talking about not doing. You're doing the thing, which I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm just very disappointed. Uh, this yeah, this is a fantastic example of of you know the 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 difference between cronyism and capitalism. And before I get there, I would also like to just point out that if we flip the script for a moment and we think, okay, what if these social media companies were owned by a bunch of conservatives? That what if this were a super populist conservative administration? You would have all of these posts about institutional racism, all of these CRT types of posts, anything that's about BLM or Antifa, this would all be flagged for misinformation. Ibram Kendi would not be on Twitter. And as much as I disagree with him, I want him on Twitter. Yes. Because the worst thing that you can do for extremism is make it go hide and only circulate within its own little sphere and subsection. Exactly. And again, I, I, I feel like I shouldn't have to say this, and maybe I don't, 
But anytime you have a central body being the arbiters of truth, that's not politics, that's theology. Mm. Okay. When you have a centralized body saying, this is what's true, this is what's not, that is, that's a religion. And both yep. of us are, are, I think, religious people. Yes. But we keep that outside of, of what we think the state should be doing. Exactly. And so, I, yeah. I, 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 going back to your point, it's literally like, it's literally an antitrust that, that, that the government is putting together right after coming out with an executive order of saying, hey, we're trying to make sure that, that the market is competitive. And it's one of those things of like, me, me, I, I, I hear people say stupid stuff all the time. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> like it is, I hear some of the most asinine things that you could possibly think. And I'm like, none of this stuff actually works. People, people on Facebook talking about I'm a socialist and socialist work and socialism works. And I'm just like, where? And they're just like, well, it's never been tried yet. And I was like, okay, so you, so, so you don't know that it works. You, you can't prove to me that it works. If you're saying it's never been tried, like that doesn't make any sense on, on TikTok, people talking about taxation isn't theft and, and, and that it's, it's, it's the cost that we, we, it taxes or the, or, or the, the, the cost that it takes to live in a civilized society. Well, I haven't lived in a civilized society in the last 18 months. So, I mean, ever since all these riots and stuff started happening, the riots in Portland are still going on. For those of you who don't know, they are still rioting in Portland since, since May of 2020. Like take that people in Portland are still paying taxes to live in a civilized society, but yet people are still rioting out there. The cops are being beat up for so many things, but Hey, that's what so I see all these things and not once have I ever said that person shouldn't have a platform to say their stupid ideas. Mm-hmm. Never. Not once. Why? Because I want everybody to know how stupid they are. Like I want everybody to know how stupid Richard Spencer is. I want everybody to know how stupid David Duke is or was or whoever. Like I want everybody to know that these people are stupid and that they are that they're that they're idiots that their policies don't work and will never work i want everybody to know that now granted evidently the republicans nor the democrats want to know because both of these and we i always say if there's some bipartisan effort to do something it's probably not a good idea right when you have republicans and democrats both attacking section 230 which protects um platforms not publishers but platforms from things that are being posted on their website they they can't be sued there they, they keep things on there um that's a bad thing that's a bad thing i personally think it's a bad thing a lot of libertarians will come out and say oh we need to repeal section 230 we need to be able to come out of these tech giants because they were moving my stuff they're moving my post you're acting like a publisher and not a platform um and not quite sure that that's the route that we should be going Right. And I want to I want to go back to because this, this ties into that that distinction between cronyism and capitalism, where if you look at the, the, the vector of the profit motive, uh, when you've got a cronyist economy, you have corporations and state entities using one another as conduits for their own objectives. They're lobbying, they're drafting lopsided regulations, they're restricting access to products, they're subsidizing, they're regulating prices, which, by the way, is what Medicare does. 
uh, if you have state actors using corporations to condition consumers' objectives, like suggesting with the full force of the state's regulatory power and financial suasion what products or information to promote or restrict, you have cronyism. If you have an economy where consumers are using the flow of their self-delegated capital to drive corporate behavior when the valuation and exchange of capital reflect the interests of creators and those who patronize those creators, then you've got a capitalist system. So it's all about where is the profit motive? Is it going towards centralization or decentralization? And it, it does upset me when I hear both Republicans and Democrats come together on attacking Section 230, uh, which, by the way, does not do anything, as you said, Maurice, aside from, say, social media companies or platforms are not liable for content posted on that site. Where it gets sticky is if social media companies start to censor that content or start to change or edit that content. If you put a misinformation label, and we know this, if you put a misinformation label, I think everyone knows this, I think that's the point. You put a misinformation label on a post, that's a type of editing. I don't think anyone's hiding the ball on that because I know that Mark Zuckerberg, a bit like some biannual ritual, prostrates himself in front of the Senate and begs to be regulated. Exactly. He wants to be, he wants Facebook to be a publisher. This is a way to say that Facebook is a publisher is because they're flagging these posts. So yep. they're editing these posts. The death of Section 230 can be initiated that way by saying, well, you don't even have this. Is, Facebook's not a, not a platform anyhow. It is. It's acting like a publisher. Um, but what really needs to happen is because I'm seeing Section 230 attacked from both sides of the aisle here. There is a way to make Section 230 obsolete. And I'm not a very techie person, so I can't explain all of the mechanics about it, but I've done quite a bit of research about it because I do find it fascinating. There is a distributed web, and it's just as accessible as HTTP, which is Hypertext Transfer Protocol. There's IPFS, which is Interplanetary File System. And it operates in a complete, it's not a platform manner. It's basically like, the, the difference between HTTP and the distributed web is sort of like the difference between going to send a money order and going through all of these different intermediaries uh, and using Monero or Venmo. Uh, it's like the difference between using a party line or directory assistance and just doing using a Wi-Fi enabled smartphone. Mm. Every time you use HTTP, you're going through all of these different platforms. You may, you, you search for something, you watch a video, you're in, you're initiating a request that gets a response. If at any point in that request response process, something goes wrong, your connection is interrupted and any platform can cut that connection at any time. With web distribution, you are acting as the host as well as the client. So you are running the distributed web on your computer. It's easy to do. And again, you can access distributed web pages and mirror sites through, uh, through the regular web. It doesn't take any kind of wizardry to do that. Right. And in fact, mirror sites are what have been used in the past when uh, when 
totalitarian regimes have blocked countries' access to certain sites, like Wikipedia, Turkey did this. All of these mirror sites for Wikipedia were set up so that people could access it with a single address. Right. Um, it, it, there, there are solutions, but they're solutions that require people to take the initiative for decentralization into their own hands because certainly central bodies are not gonna do it for us. Exactly. And, and um, if, if, if you guys don't think that, um, that both Republicans and Democrats agree on this, um, literally, so there's been a, a misinformation uh, bill that has been co-sponsored by uh, Amy Klobuchar, former presidential Democratic presidential candidate, and Senator Ray Lujan from New Mexico, um, and 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 it's just saying that uh, that that um, they would literally just make sure that misinformation is no longer allowed, and that that if something happens, that now now I as a as a consumer can 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 go and attack that, and and the Republicans are doing the same thing. What I say is is a, a, a like man, people just get so mad, and th this is where I feel like a lot of conservatives lose. It's they they attack things that don't really help them, and that do nothing but but benefit the people that are currently in power. And then ten years from now, they will be like, oh well, we agreed with that ten years ago, and it's just it's just so crazy. If people, and and this is where I feel like Facebook, YouTube. They all like like they get Twitter, they get away with a lot of things because they know people don't read the terms of service. And so if you actually went through as a creator, because I, I know creators who, who have who have gotten strikes on YouTube and been banned from Twitter and have gone to Twitter and YouTube and said, no, this is what your terms of service say. This is what you're going to do. This is the contract that we went in on. So this is not how things are going to go down. And they showed, they exposed that Twitter, YouTube, Facebook all went back on their terms of service. And you know what happened? They got put back on the platform. And so if you as a creator actually sat down and read and read those terms of service, because that because that's what that is. That's a contract between you and the and the application, you and the and, and the you and Facebook, you and YouTube, you and the and Twitter, who whatever platform you're using, that's a contract. And if you say no. You said that as, as a content creator, you would not do this and you would provide this avenue and this avenue, this avenue, and you have it. They have now had a breach of contract. And so you can go after them directly. And Section 230 has nothing to do with that. But 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 it's always this idea of, well, we've got to attack them via the government and not really understanding that you entered into a binding contract with them and they've breached that contract. And so but people don't read the terms of service like nobody does. Nobody reads those. I'm not going to say that I read every single one of them. I try to. If I'm putting something, if, if I'm putting information out on that, I will definitely read through, read through those terms of service and see like, okay, what am I allowed to put out? What am I not allowed to put out? And then we can move forward from there. But people don't want to look at that. I mean, and, and the, the Republicans have been crying over this forever and ever and ever. And it's always one of the things of if I'm in power, then it's okay. If my mm -hmm. opponent is in power, it's not okay. And for for God knows, Republicans were in power for two years and did absolutely nothing about this. Nobody went after Facebook when they were talking about all this misinformation stuff that these made up words that the left just creates out of thin air and now everybody uses like their regular in their regular vocabulary. Nobody used misinformation prior to this, prior to 2016. Like 
it's not those aren't common vocabulary words that people just oh yeah misinformation social distancing like uh -huh, nobody thinks about those things but here go republicans again doing doing the bidding of the left for them and so here we go we're going to be further down the further down the hill bipartisan effort to repeal section 230 which i think is should be, we should make obsolete but not by through government force right and the the word misinformation is so insidiously malleable because it's it's not a, it's not untruth right which would that be bad enough okay right. but misinformation misinformation it's like you're misleading someone misinformation is anything that goes against the predetermined narrative right misinformation is galileo saying hey what's up i just discovered something completely new about the orbit of of, of the earth and the church being like no that's misinformation no, exactly that missing that that has been flagged as misleading right uh, and you will face charges for heresy sir right that's what it is but hey i mean i the, i i'm just i'm just a, i had a long weekend dealing with people dealing with conservatives, dealing with people on the left, in person, but we had civil conversations. I didn't get anywhere with them, but we had civil conversations and misinformation, that word was used so often. And really? Just, and, and I literally thought like, you do realize like, like, man, everything that people are doing, it is working. Like, yeah. like the agendas that people put forth are working because we are now using words that were that that 18 months ago were were not even thought of like if somebody were said i mean pr prior to covid if somebody would have said hey we need to social distance people are like what are you talking about that does that 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 term doesn't even make sense socially right. distance huh what if somebody's in 2015 like dude like that's misinformation man like misinformation what do you do making up words now you can't just make compound words and and say that they're now words and vocabularies but here we are again today and that's what we're talking about but to those of you who 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 don't understand section 230 go read up on it understand what that is and see why to to as of right now it needs to be defended because right. i don't like left and i don't like i don't say left and right because i've kind of gone away from using those terms as far as describing the right as the right because i don't think that they're the right but understanding that that democrats and republicans working together has never been a good idea ever unless it was for a civil war unless it was for ending the civil war and freeing the slaves it's the only time but even then they didn't work together yeah i was gonna so, say that's... <laughs> even yeah even then they didn't work together but enough about all all, all of all of the, the the negative stuff um for 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 thing we had some 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 great things happen that i think were great a lot of people don't think that are great, but I think it's great that uh, we had some some nice uh, millionaires and billionaires. Uh, I'm, I'm no Bernie Sanders when it comes to that, but billionaires. Yes, there it is. Um, they went up in space. Uh, one. I mean, one person went up further than the other. But hey, both of them technically were in space. And, and, and I love it. But a lot of people don't like it. But hey, so if you don't know, Jeff Bezos and um, what's uh, Vir Virgin Mo Virgin Man? Yes, Vir Virgin Man. Oh gosh, I is name. Oh, uh, oh no. You guys, everybody knows. Um, went Richard, up into is it Branson? Yes, Richard Branson. Because I wanted to say Richard Spencer. I'm like, that's definitely not right. <laughs> I know that's not right. It's a Richard though. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, yeah. I'm not going to say Richard Spencer because <laughs> I know Richard it's Spencer. not Because I used him earlier for something completely different. Right. Um, but yes, Mr. Branson, 
they both went up into space and they're getting a lot of flack. But I think it's great because on, 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 on a lot of levels, one, first off, it's their money. They can spend it however they want to spend it. Who am I? If, if some kindergartner who didn't know me came up to my door, knocked on my door and told me I wasn't allowed to spend my money a specific way, I'd push them out and tell them that they're crazy and tell them to go back home to their mama. Okay, which is in essence what we're doing to Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson telling them, oh, and Elon Musk, you guys aren't allowed to go into space, but they are creating, you know, Star Trek, the new frontier. Like, that's literally what they're doing. Mm -hmm. That's literally what they're doing. And here we are again, people bashing them because they have too much money and yada, 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 yada. Well, it feels, I mean, the way that you you hear people talk about it, it's as though they just put out a wad of cash and bought a spaceship and flew up into space. And that's not how it worked. Right. And, and even if it had worked like that, you would still have job creation going on. But there was a lot of R&D that went into, that went into these craft. Uh, there was a lot of making the spaceship look as much like a part of the male anatomy as possible in uh, in Jeff Bezos' case, and that's fine. Good, good for him, and good for the designers that earn money doing that. Yes. Uh, you know, there were so many salaries that were paid through this, and they were probably a lot higher than the salaries that were paid uh, in there are two members of NASA's shuttle program. And at at this point, I would, having witnessed the the incredible innovations in spaceflight that we've seen since NASA did end its space shuttle program, I'd like to issue a formal apology. Um, And when NASA first cut its space shuttle program, I was livid and I, was, I would tell anyone who would listen that the U.S. government ended the only government program that I liked and <laughs> thought was helpful. And they had just destroyed that program. And I was wrong. Uh, I thought that the U.S. government was the best at space shuttles. <laughs> and the U.S. government was the best at exploring space. And since this program has ended, it has opened up the initiative, perfect case study, the initiative for the private market to come in and fill that void. And we're seeing incredible strides made. Uh, My guess is this is only gonna get, first of all, we're only gonna get higher into space. We're in space right now, actually, all of us are. We're only only gonna get, we're only gonna become able to travel further into space at lower cost, right? Uh, And at lower cost to the environment, at lower energy costs than we could ever do under a government-sponsored program. Imagine if it were the government making cars. Mm -hmm. We'd uh, we'd all still pretty much be in buggies and maybe there'd be some very wealthy people that had had cars. And we'd only have one type of car and cars would all all cost, you know, so much money. Right. this this is wonderful and i again i want to apologize to everyone whom i offended with my uh bad opinions <laughs> and it well, was violence and i'm sorry i wasn't i i wasn't I, I didn't hear your opinion back then but i i would say on behalf of all of those who heard those we accept your apology we are good we got Thank it you. like we got it. crazy thing 
is I so me me living in the Houston area. Of course, we NASA Space Center is literally is is within was it I, I within driving distance, but it's probably within an hour of my house. Um, and um, one of the and I know somebody who actually works for NASA, and and he he um, he works with like like um, actual like rovers and stuff like that, that 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 are on the space station, and so he can operate the space station and and things of that sort. And he. And and so I reached out. I was like, "Hey, did you guys have anything to do with um with, with the Jeff Bezos launch, and whatnot?" He said, "No, we didn't." <laughs> but he d- but he did say that they actually do work with Elon Musk and SpaceX and SpaceX yeah. often. Yeah. Um, as 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 far as that is concerned, because like they they they've used a lot of um, their technology as far as how NASA has progressed over the years. And Elon has kind of taken has kind of like taken that and kind of like expanded on it, which has been great. And then, but he did he did say he's not a fan of Jeff Bezos because they're trying to do a lot more as opposed to like with space exploration. And Jeff Bezos is suing the government um, because because the the contract was awarded to uh, to SpaceX and not to Blue Origin. Which, oh. um, yeah. So, 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 so th- there's a lot of like um, litigation within that that probably won't happen for like another. Like he, he said, he's like probably two years or so before all the stuff gets sorted out, which I thought was interesting. And I'm like, I don't have enough information to know whether I like it or don't like it, but I would probably say that I'm probably happy that Jeff Bezos is um, is is suing. Probably not because of the money that he's going to get, because that's all taxpayer money but because I don't think the government should just be handing out contracts to, to one person over the other and so forth. But, but that's neither here nor there, but I, I, I thought it was super interesting just seeing how NASA actually just kind of like works hand in hand with some part of the space exploration, but has nothing to do with Jeff Bezos or Richard Branson going into space, which shows that the government doesn't have a monopoly on everything. So going into space, that is a competitive market. I wonder if I wonder if Joe Biden's executive order covers space. I'm just curious. You know, there's so here's it is a competitive market, but here's my prediction for the lawsuit. Probably what will happen is you'll have exactly what happened with the military industrial complex. And you'll probably just have the government be like, OK, yeah, well, it's not our money anyway. So we'll give you a grant, too. And Definitely. then you can just shake us down yep. for for the highest amount of money uh, yep. and come consult for us and tell us why we should spend <laughs> citizens money on your products more. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, again, we're great that grateful that um, that Jeff Bezos is sending his uh his his spaceships or whatever you want to call them up into space. It reminds me of that uh of that um Austin Powers movie where, <laughs> where where they just keep going back and forth as far as what of 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 what that shuttle actually looked like. It looks like a big Johnson. Like yeah, you know, like just going back and forth hilarious. I I, I saw somebody tie that in to Jeff Bezos' uh ship and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's that great. is so fitting. That's so fitting." So um, we're ending on a great note. Billionaires going into into space, I think, is a great thing. Um, Amanda and I both agree on that for sure, and I definitely echo what she says. Exactly what's going to happen over the next two years. Um, there's it, space exploration is going to turn into the military industrial complex, and it'll turn into the space industrial complex. And so now they'll have the monopoly on everything. So if you're rich and you listen to this podcast, because I know you do, get on the horse inbox me on instagram or twitter or wherever 
and let us know how we can get into space too, because I'm trying to beat everybody else to the, to the punch. It's what I'm trying to do. I think you lost out. I think already some people <laughs> already beat you. I'm trying to get out there higher though. Like okay. they, they only made it to a certain level. Like I'm trying okay. to reach the higher heights. That's All right. I, I'm trying to go to the moon. I'm trying to be the first civilian on the moon. That's where I'm trying to be. I um, see. So if you guys have the capital to do that, please let me know. I will not be of any um, added value as far as the technology is concerned and the engineering stuff. I will be no added value to that. I can help you with budgeting and the finance though. I can help you with that. That's where I can add the value. So, um, but again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, sorry, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we are back in full force. Um, but hey, you know, we have life, life happens. We have jobs, we have things that that um, that that take um, away from certain things, but we are always um, wanting to promote um, civility between people and between people who agree or don't agree on specific things. Um, I did that this past weekend. Again, like I spoke to some family, member, family members, I'm probably as far anarchist as they get um, when it comes to my family and they don't agree with that. And so we had some discussions on that, but again, very civilly um, in, in, in the manner of, hey, this is what I believe. Now granted, again, it's family. So my voice probably got a little higher than, and, and, and more frustrated than, than normal, but we weren't yelling at each other and cussing each other out because that's not what we do. Because again, at the end of the day, we wanna make sure that our, that our ideas are heard that they're understood and that we can push that forward. And if you continue to do that, I promise you, we will, we will, we can change the direction of the way this country is going. If we speak civilly to each other and we have some sort of discourse between each other and we allow everybody on Twitter and we allow everybody on YouTube and I will start a petition to get Alex Jones back on all social media <laughs> platforms because I think as much as I think he's crazy, he's been right on, he's been right on some things. Um, but as much as, as crazy I think he is, I think his great ideas and his dumb ideas all need to be heard. So guys, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure uh, we, we have some great things that, that are coming along. I promise you we're going to be better. I'm going to be more active on, on Instagram, posting certain things and, and doing all of that um, as, as work for me slows down. I wish I could. I wish I had a lot of money to hire somebody to do that. But I love what I do and I love this podcast and I will do anything to push forth this podcast. Um, so again, follow us on, on so social media, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple, um, on Apple podcast, write it, leave us a rating review, five stars only. That's, that's all that we accept because yeah. we know we are great and we yeah. know we love what we do. So five stars again. And if you guys do all of that, I promise you, you will hear from us next time on the civil discord podcast. As always, Y'all be easy.